Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bridge of Transmissions, the, our penultimate episode. This week we're talking about Wolf and a Door and A World Between Worlds, two unbelievably crazy episodes. And uh, can't wait to unpack this. My name is Kyle. And I'm Em. And, and we don't know where Corey is. We've lost him. <laughs> Unfortunately. Oh, man. Yes, unfortunately. I mean, th these episodes were right up Corey's alley. Too bad he couldn't be here this week, but we'll have him back for the finale for sure. We'll make sure of that. We know you miss him. Oh, um. I do. <laughs> I do. Yep. Well, you know, he's got he's got a busy week. He started a new job and he's already we've, we've already done two podcasts this week together. So we got we to let the boy get his rest, you know? Uh, I don't know. You know, there is a couple like things in the episode where I wanted to point out to Corey and he go like, <laughs> oh my God, that was awesome. That was so cool. Well, you can always needle him here and, uh, you know, he, he, he can't reply to you. So you can say whatever you want to him. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Everything good, Em? Uh, everything's pretty good. Surviving, uh, you know, we got one, one week of Rebels left to go. How are you feeling about that? I'm really upset, but, you know, I got some plans coming up, so maybe they'll work out and it'll help fill that void. Yeah, it's going to be tough, man. We've had them for what, four years now or three and a half. And I was such a kid then and now I'm an adult now. It just, you know, it's like I was growing with that show and growing up's over. Well, oh. yeah. Trust me, as okay. somebody as somebody who's yeah. about to hit a milestone, <laughs> you don't have to if you don't want to. Grow up, I mean. <laughs> I don't want to grow up, but Bill's got to get paid and got to move on with life. So. <laughs> yep, I think that I think Ezra would agree with you. As reluctant. Oh God! <laughs> oh my God! Well, we're one week removed from a world without Kanan. Uh, we pick up these episodes with our, our beloved ghost crew sort of still reeling from the loss, especially Hera. She, you can still see uh, a sense of remorse about her and a very a, a deep sense of sorrow and loss. And I guess with Ezra too, it's it's still there. But really this episode, or these two episodes, were really about one thing, right? The Force. This episode was about the Force. It was about a Jedi temple. And Ezra's trek into the into the unknown, that world between worlds. So that that first episode, Wolves and Adora, Wolf and Adora, whatever it's called. I mean, that was like 22 minutes of build up that just left you hanging. I, you know, I gotta say that at least with this back half of the season, and even going back into the first half, doubling up on the episodes, letting us see two at a time. As you know, it, it's making the, the the season rocket by at light speed. But it makes so much more sense. Can you imagine having? Can you imagine watching Wolf at Wolf and a door? Wolves on a door. I can't get it straight. Can you imagine watching that episode and then having to wait a week to find out what happens next. Oh, that would be such a cliffhanger. It would be painful. It would, it be, would be absolutely painful. Because yet you you would have a sense of what's coming, but ah, that episode on its own just gives you nothing. It would have been such a maddening wait. Yeah, it was. But there were some couple of funny moments that I thought of Corey. In Wolves in a Door? Oh, yeah. All right, well, let's start there. Because I, I, I know we're going to pro probably be talking about the big uh, sledgehammer 
plot twist or plot like, plot device. Three of them. Three of them. But I thought it was funny how like Zeb was gonna get on the wolf and Chopper's like, Well, what's gonna happen to me? And the wolf picks him up with his mouth and he's like, I'm like, Cory probably loved that moment. I mean he chopped <laughs> rules, right? So Yeah, that was that was pretty funny. It was great. I did love Zeb's uneasiness with the, with the wolves. That like one he's so com- well, he's still Ezra's still pretty comfortable with them, and the, everybody else is like, uh, "Really? <laughs> <laughs> These guys are going to get us there? These things talk? What? It's pretty funny. And seeing Zeb trying to trying to speak with them, introduce himself. <laughs> no, Zeb, these ones don't speak. <laughs> I mean, they they took their shot at at some levity in these episodes. I guess it worked, a, you know. To a small degree. It wasn't hilarious or anything. No, no, but I did find the chopper in the wolf's mouth funny. Yeah, that was... Because it, <laughs> it was only about Corey. That's, that was my thing. I, for others, it probably didn't seem as funny, but I just thought it was really funny because it's basically Corey in a, a wolf's mouth. So... <laughs> if you think about it, just a little. Yeah, I'm sure Corey lo- really loved that moment. So this this episode takes us to the Jedi Temple that we've met way back in season one and season two, and it's it's a much different looking place now now that the Empire has set up this excavation archaeology type site around the temple. They're tearing it apart, looking to get whatever is inside the temple out, but they can't get in right. Like they they just can't access the temple anymore. It's sort of sealed itself up as Ezra uh, reveals to us. But mm-hmm. very cool about this episode, if you're a certain age, you would have recognized the very, very uh, overt Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark overtones to that excavation site. And uh, that that was really, really obvious to me. Did you? Uh, think, yeah, me too. Yeah, and you got that too? It's not because I'm old, believe me. It's just <laughs> I've watched too many... Indiana Jones, Star Wars, growing up. So. Oh, there's no, there's no such thing as too much Indiana Jones or too much Star Wars. Come on, Al. Oh, right, I'm on a podcast, so. <laughs> <laughs> but even even more overt than that, from what from my opinion, is the conversations between Sabine and uh, what's his face, Hi- Hayden? Uh, I think so. I, I think, think so. I didn't check the episode guide, so I really I'm not unclear on his name. I'm just going off memory. Um, I think his name is Hayden. Anyway, the, the I, conversations I they too. had in his office, so reminiscent of Marion and Belloc from Raiders of the Lost Ark as well. All, like, almost beat for beat. It, it, it was almost the very same thing. Uh, I didn't catch that. I only caught the, uh, like, excavation, but I can assume that you're pretty darn close to right, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you need a refresher, just look up Marion Belloc on Facebook. Just just mm-hmm. watch that scene and then think of Sabine talking with that with that old creep. <laughs> old creep is his new name, eh? <laughs> but that's what I got from him too. Like poor Sabine, she could be practically, you know, stuck with him for like her rest of her imprisonment and I was like, Oh Come on, Sabine, you're Mandalorian. Make a move. Come on, get out of there. Yeah, well I guess she, I she had those two death troopers sort of lo- looking over her, right? Which we, I guess, we're, we're but... supposed to believe that these death troopers are really, really good at their jobs, but they're not. <laughs> they're uh, not that tough at all. Like she just shot like 
three earlier in the season. Yeah, no kidding. Like from Rogue One, they were, they were supposed to be these these big imposing. Well, I mean, they're these, these gigantic black stormtroopers. We were supposed to be really scared of these guys, and they've not really been any more powerful or intimidating than the regular rank and file white suit plain armor stormtroopers. Yeah. I mean, they don't scare me anymore. <sighs> nah, they don't scare. No, not at all. Uh, and then we come face to face with this big mural, which turns out to, to be the door or I guess the access point to the Jedi temple. It's the Mortis gods that we have not I, seen since the Clone Wars series. Right. Right. And it begs the question of, like, how did the Emperor know? And I only can think of one way the Emperor would know about the Mortis Gods is that Vader told him. Yeah, that's... Well, I think... I mean, Palpatine made a point of saying that he'd studied all aspects of the Force anyway, so it wouldn't shock me if he knew. Because he's... It's clear that he's studied as much as he could get his hands on. Dark side, light side. Uh, he, he would He would pay attention to everything. But it's possible, sure. Uh, Anakin, once he became Vader, could very well have told him all about Mortis. And it doesn't even yeah, it doesn't even have to be after he he turned to Vader. There was still time for him to have revealed that to the Emperor. Oh, uh, jeez. Like pre-Revenge of the Sith. Right. That could have happened. I don't know. I don't know. It could have, but I don't think it would have. You know what? I I I think it's actually more likely that he would have told Palpatine pre-Revenge of the Sith than after, simply because of what we're seeing in the comics now, where Vader is hoarding information to himself. There, there are certain things that he's choosing not to tell the Emperor. So we're, we're already seeing that a rift in that relationship in the early days after Revenge of the Sith. And I, yeah. So, so Anakin, you know, before that, Anakin fully believed in Palpatine. He had no idea he was the Sith Lord. So I'm, I'm sure he could have revealed that to him uh, but it, it doesn't shock me any either way it doesn't it's not really important that palpatine knew he did because you know because reasons he's palpatine he needs to know um my, my gripe with palpatine in this episode and i know we're skipping around a bit and we're, we're gonna do that a lot in this episode is like why wasn't palpatine there like i have a very uh, i have a theory yeah. on this I really okay. have a theory on this this temple and what's inside. Uh, so, have you read the Tarkin novel? Uh, like bits and parts, but not all of it. So, in that novel, it's revealed to us that Palpatine was after not just domination of the galaxy and wiping out the Jedi. He was after the ability, the power to con- to control reality itself. Oh, yeah. You know what? Um, Back in... uh, Well, it was the Wookiee Gunners Rebels chat, and they were talking with Dave Filoni, and Filoni had said something about that. That not only did Palpatine want domination, but he wanted to be like God in the galaxy. Absolutely. Yeah, that that is absolutely true. How would he know if, like... In the depths of Dagobah that Luke knew, or he knew that Luke was becoming a Jedi, basically, right? It's only through the Force and Palpatine trying to just manipulate everything his way. 
Yeah. Quite brilliant, if you ask me. But yeah, I, I like this because I, I, I'm, I have to believe that this is a direct link to that that passage in Tarkin where the, the the ability to control reality is present in this Jedi Temple on Lothal, right? So we we've learned that in this temp in this temple where you know Anakin, uh, Anakin Ezra gains access by. With, with the help of Sabine, they they interpret the the mural of the the son, the daughter, and the father. They they act they activate this trippy little uh, animation sequence of the mural, and Ezra gets through. And what's really interesting on the other side, once he gets there, is that he you you hear all these voices, right? And there's a long list of voices. Oh I, yeah. Just on my, on my first pass, I heard Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, Vader, Yoda, Maz, Yoda uh, Rey, and Kylo. Yep. That's uh, that, all. Oh, and, and Ahsoka. She was there as well. Yeah. And, yeah. and Kanan. They were all there. But then there's, uh, there's a more thorough list, which also included Leia. Jin's voice was there. Uh, Poe's voice was there. Like. It- it, this is like a, a nexus of like time and space, right? Like everything kind yeah. of passes through here. Future, I present, think, past. I think that's what the force is. And when we, we're going way into the other episode, but like, I was like, whoa, like infinite time and space, time travel in Star Wars. Are you, are you kidding me? Like what? Yeah. And it, well, it's, Dave Filoni needs to write a trilogy for live action. I swear. I, well, you get just like, whoa. This was this, this was pretty mind bending, right? So we're walking through here with Ezra, we're all lost, and then we see the owl, the the, the convoy, whose whose name is what? Um, oh, I, Molai. Yeah, Molai. Yeah, Molai the convoy, or Molai, yeah, or something like that. Which turns out to be what we all kind of suspected all along is is actually the daughter. Of the Mortis, Mortis group, oh, right? I knew, and I had a feeling from the time then to the time now that something was connected to Ahsoka when the daughter transferred basically her soul into Ahsoka. Yep, yeah, and that, that owl, I mean, they were leading us by the nose. Every time we see that owl, we see Ahsoka and vice versa. Yeah. Like Molai was, is trailing Ahsoka in the same way that Chewie trails Han. <laughs> and it's so cool. Like, I'm hoping that they become a real line, a plush line, that like you see uh, Ashley, uh, Ashley hold one, Dave hold one, uh, the Wookie Gunner when she did the monitoring, she has one. I hope that they all become a little plush, official plush line, because I would so get one. They could do a lot of plush animals. Instead, just on this yeah, show, they, they could, could. They do loath cats. They could do a little loath wolf. We already have a loath cat, though. So, well, I don't. Okay, well, <laughs> if you jumped in at the right time, you could have got one. But I know, I know, bills to pay. Snooze. I have bills to pay, and I thought, oh, life of a geek, I guess. <laughs> Constant, like, I should get this. Oh wait, no, that's better. But anyway, that, so that's tough. But. Again, so again, I think that with what we've learned about this this realm, this world between worlds, where Ezra comes face to face with this portal because of Molai, 
we look we get a different point of view of the moment from Twilight Twilight of the Apprentice where uh, Vader and Ahsoka are dueling on on Malachor, and out of instinct, Ezra reaches through that portal, and this is this is probably the most heart pounding moment of the entire two episodes here. Grabs Ahsoka and yanks her through before Vader could finish her off, and it's like oh my god, what what have they just done? I know. I was like, "I'm uh, oh, sorry." I'm actually reenacting the time I was like, like taking that deep breath. I'm like, "What? <laughs> you gotta be kidding me!" Well, yeah, because like time kind of stood still for me in that moment. I was like, "Oh my god, they did it!" Like, not they time did travel. Time in travel. The, yeah, not in the classic sense where you punch in your coordinates and away you go. But like, we had this a chat on the Facebook group about this that. If you're able to access different points in time that have already transpired and then impact those moments so the outcome is different, well, you, I'm sorry, you've done time travel. That is, or you've, you've impacted the timeline. Um, so, I'm so I'm wondering now if Vader truly knows that Ahsoka lives. Ahsoka lives! Yes! I knew it! Well, at least for now, right? Because essentially we pick her up and then drop her off right where they left off. Yeah, so which is we, sad, we but... still don't know. We we know that Vader didn't kill her, but we know that she's still stranded on Malachor. Okay, well, if Maul can be stranded on Malachor and live that long, then Ahsoka can too. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I'm I, I, I'm more convinced more than ever that we're not done with Ahsoka. That is that is for sure. So uh, the but question we'll come begs, back to her. we'll come. Like, okay, go yeah. ahead. But the question begs now, like, what kind of impact she would have after that if mm. she comes back into, like, would she meet Luke? Maybe after Empire Strikes Back. Sorry, <laughs> I, that would be just that would make that like, wow. I don't know that they can do that, really. I mean, oh, oh man, that would be so like that would have a huge impact on Luke, but. To bring Ahsoka into the original trilogy era, wow, somebody's got to have a huge set of stones to do that. (laughs) Dave does. Just saying. Listen, he's the guy that probably had the the most consistent access to George Lucas's brain in the recent past, right? If there's anybody that knows whether or not George would be okay with that, it's Dave. But that said, you're, you're really shaking a beehive if you slip ahsoka into that era of star wars that that could really shake things up and do that maybe not in a good way i don't know but let's let's just talk about time travel in star wars as an idea like i'm people who've listened to our podcast for long enough know that i hate the idea of time travel in star wars i i loathe it i think there's no no place for time travel in Star Wars. Like, the timeline is the timeline. Leave it alone. And I think Dave Filoni had the restraint, I think, to to save Ahsoka, to give us that, that fill in that gap of the story for us, but then put her back where we last left her. So we didn't really tamper with things, yet we know that we, we've now kind of crossed that that threshold now. We know that it's possible to go back in time, so to speak. But with the, you know, fast forwarding to the end of the episode, with the temple being destroyed, leveled, completely buried, and seemingly erased from existence from the look of, looks of things, 
I hope that was Filoni's kind of stamp on this was the only place that you could have done that and it's destroyed. Mm. I think I'd have to disagree on that because remember Palpatine did somehow manipulate himself into one of those portals. He did, but I'm hoping that these portals all kind of converge at Lothal and that they're all kind of broken and gone now. You've kind of... I hope not, but... Because the idea of of time travel in Star Wars in the hands of of the wrong writer, the wrong storyteller, could just be disastrous. Okay, yeah, I would agree with you on that. But I think it's Dave's story, so leave it to Dave. Oh, and that's what I mean. Like, I think in this case, he opened up that can of worms and then closed it shut. And that's why he destroyed the temple, sealed it up, and it's it's completely gone. Minister, I think all these things, Minister Hayden, was he a minister? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Whatever he was. He fell down the hole. He's all, he's sealed up. Everything is gone. So I, I think that was Filoni emphatically telling us that Yes, this this was a thing that was possible, but it was only possible in Lothal. And maybe these are my hopes talking, because boy oh boy, it's it is some kind of dangerous if you open up that can of worms to everybody else. Because then Star Wars canon just gets turned upside down and made a complete mess of. Like it's it'll soon enough look look like the X Men timeline, which is absolute exactly. chaos. Yeah, I I 100% agree with you on that. And but like the art in the world between worlds was wow. If we saw that in live action, I bet you it'd look even more gorgeous. But oh, it would look know. so nice. Like imagine this, for instance. Imagine if Luke finds. I don't know. Imagine he's on Acto, right? And he's he's in his the first Jedi Temple, and they have a similar portal there. And imagine he he's able to go back to the moment where his father turns to the, to the dark side and, you know, chops off Mace Windu's hands or hand and then pledges allegiance to Palpatine. What if Luke can impact that moment? Right. And then we look at the moment where Ezra is seeing Kanan, you know, sacrifice himself to save them. And Ahsoka, as wise as she is, says, look, Ezra, if you save him, what kind of impact will it have on you, Hera, and Sabine, right? Yeah, and that's that's sort of the, the meta question that you could always ask with... You could, you could get, I don't know, umpteen different answers if you asked a whole bunch of people, but if Ezra goes through and, and pulls Kanan from that fire, I think for sure you... Well, everybody on that little scout ship dies, but since Ezra's already in that moment, would he just sort of vanish? Yeah, we're, now we're talking like Flash timeline here. Yeah, so. this, this is like paradoxes and, and really meta stuff that I am not mentally equipped to do. <laughs> oh, I've had some experience, but that's too much. Like like you said, Dave opened it, he closed it. And if the wrong writer gets that idea, we are in big trouble. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I hope it's just because Filoni has... I don't say he has special privileges because he doesn't, I don't think, but he was able to like sell this idea and say, I'm going to open it and I'm going to close it. And you guys as a group, story group, Lucasfilm, whatever, just make sure that you just don't let anybody else open this can of worms again. 
or at least not let people impact it because you you really don't want people you just don't want star wars has a nice tidy timeline it does and you don't want to star trek the thing right where you change a moment in time and you splinter off and you, now you've created a, an alternate timeline that that doesn't fit in star wars that that is that's a sci-fi thing star wars is a fantasy thing like don't yeah. introduce that concept i'm i'm I feel so strongly about that. I don't. I've seen a lot of similar sentiment out there, so I know I'm not. I'm not alone. Yeah, I can. Uh, I can agree on that too. And it was, but I also pointed out like the portals themselves. If you notice that there was some different lining, like remember in the Last Jedi and those, what do you call those things that kind of like gallop like horses and Rose and Finn rode on them? The Fathers. Yeah, you see one of the like. The Fathers on one of those portals. Really? Yeah. They weren't all wolves? I thought they were just all wolves. No, like, even, remember the Malachor one? It was a triangle and a circle, just like the temple on on Malachor. Oh, man, that was just so cool. I did not notice that. I can't believe we actually saw that little clip with Ezra, like, I know you, and we didn't realize what that was. When he said what he said. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just, I can't believe it. It was right in front of our faces, and we had to see it to like totally understand it. Yeah, they've well, they've done that a few times to us. We're like, oh man, really? That was so, that was right in front of our face. But you know what? My my, I think my favorite callback in this episode was, uh, think about Minister Tua. Oh yeah, yeah. Because she cool. when. When she was defecting to the, to the rebels, she was saying that you know uh, I know why the empire is here, and they said, yeah, yeah, they want the resources to build their their factories. No, no, no. There's another reason, and it's it's the emperor himself that's got the interest, and we never found out more from her. But now we know. So I I love how they link back in the show itself, and I I just I love the fact, and again this could be just my head canon, but I love that they've picked up on that thread from the Tarkin novel that the power that to, to control reality mm-hmm. is being referenced here. I, I love that thought. I'm convinced that's what they're, what they're aiming at here. And it's so ironic that Dave has thought this out for two years because you, we have the tops cards that had Ahsoka and when I, and when I was watching them and, and when I was watching them, they were, like, wow. Yeah, because at the time, that, that series of 12, 12 uh, cards that David drawn up. Yeah. And we're all just yeah. scratching our heads going, what is all this? You know, what, what am I looking at here? And now it's, I guess it's a little clearer. It, it is, just a bit. Uh, I, but... I think things have changed maybe a little bit because there's, I think in, in that set of cards, there's Ahsoka walking through like a, a river. I guess maybe she does that after. So after, after she's placed back into the timeline. Yeah. She she was only gone for, oh my god! Now I'll come to think of it, that little segment only lasted like uh, three minutes. But what if time passed that quickly to the point where it was like three hours later, Vader was walking out of that temple. Yeah, I don't know. 
sorry. I, I was just looking. At, like I said, like I said, I have those top cards. Um, like I, I printed them and put them on my court board because it's Dave Filoni's artwork. I love his artwork. Now I'm looking at them and I'm just. And, and Vader is looking at one of the temples in ruins. Yeah, it, well, it's interesting that that whole episode now, Twilight of the Apprentice. When you think about Vader, and you know he he walks out of that temple, and he's he's sort of all banged up from his fight with Ahsoka. And now I sort of think of his reaction because now you have to kind of retcon your thoughts on this, right? Where what he saw was Ahsoka get yanked through some kind of portal and disappear. So he's walking around going, WTF did I just see? <laughs> or when Ahsoka put her lightsabers between that glass, maybe he thought she fell in. I suppose it's possible. But now it's, it's funny, the, the joke spreading around the internet now in the aftermath of this episode is like people that Vader fights just keep disappearing on him. You think about Obi-Wan on the Death Star, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's actually funny. And he's like, what? Not again. Like, people, his, his opponents just keep vanishing. His apprentice vanished and his master vanished on him. Like, what is going on? Why is it, What's this joke that keeps happening to me? Am I on candid camera? And if you think about it, Luke disappeared, too. He just dropped down that cloud chute and, uh, poof. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good point too. Everybody just kind of runs away from Vader. Uh, rightfully so. Well, anyway, so last week we were talking about what would count as a win for Ezra and the Rebels, and I think we—not that I think it was this great prognostication—but we said that whatever he, whatever the Emperor is after on Lothal, Ezra's going to stop him from getting it, and it seems it like that's exactly what's happened. And they completed it, yeah. That mission was a success. And as far as we know, Palpatine, you know, he lives another you know, four or five years beyond this point. As far as we know, he doesn't ever get his hands on that power to control reality and walk, you know, walk through time and affect the timeline from the past. So we can, I, can, I can only assume that you know, until further notice... That mission was indeed a success, and there is no other way to do what they've just done. That's what I'm going with. Amen. Amen. Just, just See, amen if you think about it, because if Palpatine got his hands on that power, we would be looking at a different original trilogy. Different everything. Mm-hmm. Because that's what a Sith does. They just shoot for more power, more control. He would have absolutely gone gone to almost any he would, he would have spent his whole life in there just walking around and oh look what's through this window oh i can i can bend that moment to my advantage and he would have just kept doing that until who knows when you know <laughs> it's so cool seeing dave you know like talk about this months ago and now looking at it and like he kept dropping these hints dropping these hints and we got the pretty picture now well almost I mean, still have a series finale to go. I'm actually really concerned about that, but it's it's all coming together. All paths are converging. And you know what? I'm also thinking of like one other thing from the very first trailer we got that 
came from Kanan, so maybe this we might see a flashback in the finale that uh, we were meant to be Jedi when Lothal needs us the most. I believe I remember that. Yeah, well, I don't think it was said, or I'd have to retrace my steps, but... Hmm. That's an yeah. That's uh, that is also inter interesting. What did, what did you think of the animation of that uh, the, the Mortis mural? Two uh, D. I was and it was integrated into three D. It was pretty trippy, right? Like it it felt really really weird. But it felt I, but weird, it worked. but cool. Oh yeah, and no, I I really liked it. I and really, those really wolves, like those darn wolves, they are always up to something. <laughs> it's troublemakers. Yeah. But I mean, that that's basically the crux of the episode, isn't it? Or these two episodes was Ezra in this, this portal between worlds and foiling Palpatine. But how cool was it to see Ian McDermott back as Palpatine? Oh my god, that man's a legend. And when I was like, when we were, I was watching Rebels Recon, one of the ladies that I think like works with the voice actors, she's like, Ian McDermott is so charming, but then when he gets to Emperor, he looks so evil. Yeah, he probably just, yeah, the, the whole face contortions. Like, he's, he's a classical actor, so he probably, he probably gets right into it. Oh, yeah, and I'm now really curious to see what he has in store for himself for the finale, because... He's like, destroy Ezra. <laughs> oh, I would not. I If he dies, I'm not forgiving Dave or, or the Emperor. Hmm. That's some harsh words, but I've, I've come very attached to Ezra, so. Well, as of many. And, uh, well, we've got about, uh, what, 65 to 70 minutes of Rebels material left to cover and we'll see what happens to Ezra in that time but before I guess we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the season fin or the series finale in a few minutes here but overall I, I think it's safe to say we both enjoyed these episodes oh yeah definitely it definitely expands the the force mythology basically because not only the force is like you know mind tricks pushing stuff it's literally a world yeah, well, you know, I'm, I, I like these episodes a lot as they were, but I kind of hope they stand in a vacuum, so to speak, because if if this concept of changing past events creeps its way back into canon, I I will not be a happy camper, and I'll 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 retcon my opinion if I have to, and begin begin to hate these episodes for it for be, being the origin point of that in Star Wars. But are you? Are you a little bit worried about the Force? Like, I am worried. I'll, I'll, I'll let me explain what I'm talking about. Like, with this this thing now that we've just encountered, and given what we've seen in The Last Jedi about you know, Force FaceTime meetings and Luke projecting himself across the galaxy, like, I'm, I'm starting to get a little bit worried that the Force is becoming a little, maybe a little bit too all-powerful. And I know that like, it's a big thing, mm -hmm. right? I know it's this it's the all-encompassing energy throughout the the universe but it's it's i think feel like it's almost becoming this limitless power that's being used too freely like a tool for plot that has like no limits or framework anymore and 
that that scares me. I think that can be really, really, again, I guess to put it another way, la- this it could enable lazy writing. Like I just, mm. we need to figure this out. So um, the force did it. And you just whip up this crazy, insane force thing, and that's how it gets done. Like, I'm worried about that. Mm, you know, and Dave says he works with the trilogy writers really closely. So, I actually agree with your concerns, but I think that if it's Dave's story, they need to leave it alone. I hope so. That, I mean, that's what I hope. I'm, I'm At this point, I'm having to place my faith in people that aren't always going to be there, right? Like Pablo and... Uh, Kiri Hart and all these people, they're not always going to be there. At some point, they will move right. on to other things in their life and somebody will take their place. And who like knows George, what decisions they might, they may, they may make. If, if, it, if I'm dead and Star Wars continues and they do that, I think my soul will have to come and haunt them. <laughs> you and 10 million other fans. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure we'll all be dead, so... Yeah, I, ju- I just hope they're they they're going to be very 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 reserved with with uh, a with the time travel thing and b like I hope they can start putting some type of somewhere some limits on force powers and what the force can enable. Like there there just has to be like it it's gone from being this thing where you can trick people and move things with your brain and lightsaber fights and everything. And they've, with every subsequent movie and TV show, they've expanded that a lot. And I just... Rightly so, though. Luke is a master, so project, projecting himself. He also found some artifacts, too. So... Yeah. Ab- I, yeah. Like, everywhere that everything that they've done... Like, I don't have a problem with anything they've done yet. But I feel like if they just keep making these gigantic sweeping powers or gigantic sweeping things happen because of the force, it's going to get boring. It's going to get, uh, I don't know, just predictable where you're going to go, oh, well, he's somehow the force is going to make this all okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just I, hope know, a little bit careful. I do agree on that. I do agree. 100%. It, they just got to keep it restrained a bit to the point where how far are they willing to go? with the force we've already seen an, enough power from Palpatine and Luke as they got older right so I mean we got Ray, but Ray hasn't shown like she's super powerful so if they can just like her lifting the rocks that's cool but anything like what Luke's doing at her age that's just too much it could be but a little bit much yeah it's and... just so cool seeing rebels connect everything though in a way in a manner of speaking. Cause... Oh, well, no, they they really did. I mean, that that temple with... It's got people from the prequels, the OT, and the sequel trilogy. So that, I mean, that is the melting pot of all things Star Wars. Yeah. And, and um, like, even seeing the portals labeled with, uh, like, everything that we've seen. So... Oh, you know, this, this, not for nothing, but this this thought just came into my head. So imagine... Imagine if, if while Ezra and Ahsoka will, were running around through there, before they're meeting with Palpatine, trying to figure out where they were. Imagine if they had encountered a, a portal, like a looking glass type thing, where they saw Obi-Wan and Vader fighting each other on from A New Hope. That would be so cool, but 
they gotta restrain and not interfere with the original trilogy. <laughs> that, that's they what I mean. To. Like they, they could have just looked into that and go, "Oh my god!" And maybe Ahsoka could have said, uh, "Ezra, step away." Like I'm sure Obi Wan's got this. I think, he, and I think also that Obi Wan totally understood when he was. It's kind of like Kanan and Obi Wan. You think about it; they knew when their time was gonna come, and they had to sacrifice themselves for the greater good and for the others. So, like, I wish I said that last one, but come to think of it, because the time travel and what we've seen, it gets me thinking even more. So it's kind of cool seeing that connection, even. Yeah, and I, you know, again, this this just popped into my head, and I don't, I, I obviously have not had time to really sort my thoughts on this, but I wonder if this adds any layers or helps peel away any layers from empire strikes back when obi-wan tells luke that if you choose to face vader you will do it alone i cannot interfere like we just saw ahsoka tell ezra that he can't interfere with what kanan did right and now i I know it's not a time travel thing in the case of obi-wan in empire but uh maybe someone smarter than me at some point will say yeah maybe that's a good point they the whole interference and changing fate and stepping in where you're, where you, where you don't belong. Maybe these things do connect up somehow. Mm-hmm. That's that's an interesting thought that maybe someone else might might want to pick up on, or maybe I will one day. Who knows? Um. All right. So I mean, that's that's it for these two episodes. I think. Do you have, is there anything else you wanted to add? Other than I'm not ready for next week. <laughs> you've and, you've uh, got uh, five days to get ready for that, M. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I think the most exciting thing, I'm, I'm hoping this will work. I want to actually announce every, to everyone that I'm going to try to, like, I want to start a Twitch channel, not just for Star Wars, but because I'm a gamer too, but I want to open it with a bang. So I think I'm going to be hosting for those who don't have cable. I'm hoping it'll work, but I want to host the finale on my Twitch channel with my live reaction and have people come watch too if they don't have cable. So I will, I would, I will give more information when I officially get it set up. Like I'm tinkering with it, but I just want everyone to know in case they're wondering if how are we gonna watch this. All right, well that's that's cool. That's really sweet. Um, so just in case we forget, follow M at uh, what's your Twitter handle is. I have two. So one is Geeky Savage, which I'm under. Um, it's like my gamer persona. And then I my main one, though, is emalum52. So my name, basically. And then my E-M-A-L-L-A-M. I emphasize the M. 52. And I'll give more information when uh, when the time comes. I think I'll do it Tuesday because... Monday, I'll probably find it, but everyone was going to be sleeping by then, so. Well, okay, so post the info in the in the Tumbling Saber group, and yep. if, if you're listening and you're not part of our Facebook group on you know, uh, the Tumbling Saber closed Facebook group, uh, come come and join in. It's it, it is closed, but all you have to do is just ask for admission, and, and we'll we'll bring you right in, and uh, and we'll drop some info about her Twitch stream for the finale in there. And also, as mentioned on Twitter, so you can follow M there and make sure that uh, you get the info 
because you don't want to miss. It's not, it's been a real pain. It's been awfully painful these last few days or last couple weeks. You know, being in Canada and not getting the show at the same time as as our, our American friends, it's been a struggle. And we've had it has. like we've had to go and get the show uh, by other means. And yeah. I don't I don't enjoy doing that to be honest Me with either. you. Me either, but I gotta do whatever it takes because I don't like spoilers. So I don't like people on Twitter announcing it and live tweeting. I mean, it'd be different if it was like your average Joe show, but this is Star Wars. This is a big deal. Yeah, it's it's not been fun, and you know we're kind of we've been talking about we tried to keep a lid on spoilers in the Tumbling Saber group for this these past episodes, and then but it was it's it's kind of like trying to I don't know trying to keep a lid on things that, we, that you just can't manage and so spoiler we've been talking about spoilers in there we may have ruined it for somebody and that I, i'm not happy about that but uh we'll try and provide a, a venue for for as many people as possible who don't have access to check it out relatively soon after every, you know, the episodes drop in the u.s so again, uh, i'm hoping tuesday night that's my aim for what time i'm not sure so i'll keep everyone posted but this could be really exciting. This could be like, wow. Well, it could be like a little bit of group therapy, right? Yeah. And, and, and it's connecting with the community because the community in Facebook and in Twitter, like how everyone's, you know, like bring brought everyone into it and just being super supportive. It's been so fun. I mean, like you bringing me into the, the podcasting community and uh, it's, it's a really rewarding experience. Absolutely. It is. All right. Well, before we wrap up, let's t- let's touch on next week's episodes, the finale. Ugh, sounds so weird saying that, but here it's, we are. It's like dreadful. It's, it's really dreadful. It really is. Hey, but look, we can look back and say we got four good seasons out of this show. Um, we got we Dave was able to finish the story the way he intended, which is good, as opposed to Clone Wars. And mm-hmm. you know, we're always going to have this. We're always going to have these what seventy episodes or so. Mm-hmm. And he's doing something else, and we're, he's going to provide us with another series that I'm sure we're going to love just as much. So it's going to be tough to let this this group go, but who knows what we're going to get in its place? And I, it, it's 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 all it's all good news, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it, I'm hoping it's actually live action, but you know, if it's animation or live action, it's all Star Wars, and we'll all love it. So. Well, you know what? With with uh, with what Disney's doing, it's. <laughs> I trust Dave. Okay, I trust Dave. We're gonna get more Star Wars than we can handle. It's true it, that. We we know what's going on with Ryan Johnson. We know JJ's got something cooking. Um, there could be standalones in the works. There could not be. But we also know that there's multiple TV projects in the works. And not to mention all the video games and comics and novels. It is. It's going to be almost impossible to keep up with it all. And I see this as a very good problem to have. Hashtag first world problems. Mm. All right, so let, let's talk quickly about this this finale. What do you foresee, M? We know that really the plot is driving the Empire off Lothal for good. But what else, what else do you want to add to that? Oh, I don't think it's going to be that way. Because if you remember Final Fantasy 2, I think, was it Miko? Yeah, I think it was Miko. Yeah, Miko. He's like, I want to go see Lothal when it's not under Imperial occupation. 
So there's got to be another way for the Rebels to successfully end this story. Um, as for Ezra, oh my god. Ah. Very, very painful thoughts. <laughs> oh no. I'm actually really, really concerned. Oh man, yeah. It's, well, it's hard I'm not to be concerned. We, we know that there's two characters that are safe. We know, we know that Hera's safe. And we know that Chopper's safe. Sorry, no. I love Ezra to death, okay? Oh, and speaking of, uh, uh, I'm hoping I'm going to pronounce this right, that Evelyn, Evelyn Padawan has also tweeted out to start a trend of blue for blueberry. And <laughs> that, it's a good one. It's a good cause. Uh, so we're girls... Uh, they can paint their nails blue, but I'm not your average girl, so I said that I'll dress in blue, but uh, if you can, like, dress up for blue and hashtag blue for blueberry, we'll, we'll like, get to you, and um, we hope to see more, because we got to do this for Ezra. This is Ezra's story, too. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And he's. I think he's going to step up big time, and I think this, this finale is going to be you know, an, an hour plus of pretty solid action and it's going to be heart pounding. It's going to be exciting, nerve wracking. It's going to be all those things. I don't know if we're, I, I don't know if we're going to lose anybody else to be honest with you. Okay. Well, like I said, I'm very concerned about Ezra. Ezra was fighting Rook. Uh, Sabine was holding his lightsaber. Um, Ezra's on Thrawn's ship, pushing glass out of his face. And then Sabine was saying in one of the clips, Ezra, get out of there, please. And then Harold was saying, get out of there. Yeah, um, this is, uh, this, I, I get the concern. I, I share uh, it. But I, I think four, a lot of this can be oh, very like clever editing. How? And then you see Hera, Sabine, Zeb, and someone else watching that ship. <sighs> Too much. <sighs> Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be heavy. That is for sure. It's already heavy, and I'm not only uh, this this live stream of me hosting the finale. Don't be surprised if you see tears at the end. <laughs> uh, you probably won't be alone, Em. It's it'd be so cool just to see the community come all come together, celebrate this amazing show, and but oh. I love the fact, though, that Ezra has popped up that image of his parents. Yes, and I can see them playing a role in this. Family reunion? I don't like those thoughts either. Because family reunion equals death? Yeah, but you know what? If if anything, we've learned that uh, being dead really doesn't mean a whole lot in Star Wars if you're a Jedi. (laughs) You know what I mean? No, no, uh, yeah, but there's another reason why I would, I don't want him to die, and whoever's listened to the show this long probably knows why, so I'll just leave it at that. Well, it's because you want him and Sabine to get together. <gasps> I did, you didn't need to say that. <laughs> you need to let the listeners guess. Well, you know, in the, in the spirit of, like, hoping every show is somebody's first, I'm letting them in on the secret. <laughs> Fair. You do that. Well, it's too late. You always said so. <laughs> Other oh, than man. that, I'm excited. Oh, and then we got Wolf 
and Greg are coming back. Cal's. Yeah, I can Ketu, see. I can see those Hondo. guys. Oh, let, yeah. What happens to the clones? Gregor, Wolf, and Rex. Are they going to get out of this? Yeah, they'll get all this. I can. Well, I can see Rex us losing. I can see us losing at least one of the clones. Yeah, you could. You could definitely talk me into that. Like, so I, you know, I don't know if we're really going to lose any of the Ghost crew. I know they they've teased um, maybe Zeb's death. Um, yeah, that's a huge possibility, but please don't. We've already lost Kanan. This doesn't need to be any more painful than it already has. Like, wasn't there a clip where Callus says, uh, Zeb, don't, or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, so that's, ooh, that's, that's, that's nerve-wracking. Um, but yeah, like, if somebody's going to pay the price, it could be Callus himself. It could be the some of the clones, at least one of them. But I, I think the ghost crew will probably come out of it intact and then maybe go their separate ways. Like I, I think, I think we're gonna sense. have like a, yeah. a good ten minute like cool down period at the end of the show where everybody's just gonna like it's just the show is just gonna decompress and we're gonna see what happens to all these characters, where they go and where they end up. And it's gonna definitely end with some am- ambiguity. This is Dave Filoni we're talking about. It not everything is gonna be wrapped up in a neat bow. We're going to be asking questions at the end of this. And I think that opens up to comics and novels. So I think that's a brilliant idea. Oh yeah. I mean, you got to leave these threads open so that they can keep on merchandising us. Oh, don't <laughs> mind me. Like as Star Wars fan, I just rat nerds even in gamers. We're all broke. There is no like enough. It's enough. <laughs> it's never enough. Oh man. All right. Well, I think that'll do for us this week. We'll be back next week with one more Bridge of Transmission, all about Rebels. And then and then we'll take it from there. We'll see what it becomes of this podcast. But it's been a pleasure, M, this week. Oh, it, like, this has probably been the most exciting show, just saying, because it was such an exciting episode. Well, yeah, I mean, we're, we're leading up to something big, and I think, I think we're already starting to feel that nervous energy. And... Um, you know, you coming out of this episode by itself, it's enough to kind of get you wound up. So, yeah, this this was good. I enjoyed this. And I, and I can't wait to stream it and, like, connect the community and hopefully we get a fair amount of viewers and yeah, we'll see if we, if it will uh, turn out nice because who, who doesn't want to watch Finale as a community, right? Like I said, yeah, it's, it's kind of a group ther- therapy thing. If, if, if it's something that you would normally do by yourself well why not do it with a group of fans so again if you want to do that come join us in the tumbling saber facebook group and follow m on twitter at emalum52 did i get that right yeah and i will put the twitch stream link up soon like i'm gonna probably after this i'm gonna probably tinker with the it some more and uh, get a link up and get some promotion going perfect and okay, so you can find me at Tumbling Saber on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Come say hello. Come talk about Rebels. Come talk about all things Star Wars. Would love to do that with you anytime. And uh, if you like this podcast, if you like our flagship show, the Tumbling Saber podcast, then you might like our Powerful Friends program, which gives you access to all kinds of really cool Star Wars exclusive content and access to our prize draws. So for just a couple bucks a month, you can become a powerful friend and you can learn more about that at patreon.com 
slash tumbling saber. And hey, we just gave out on, on this week's, or we're going to give out on this week's Sith Disturbers, a Black Series 6-inch Kanan and Hera to one lucky winner. You need to give that to me. Give up to me. <laughs> he never gives me stuff, considering I'm a podcast mate. <laughs> oh, well, uh, I'll, don't worry, Em. We'll, we'll, send, we'll send you something. We'll take care of you. <laughs> okay. Just teasing you. Right, that's that's patreon.com slash tumblingsaber. Come check it out. Be a part of our community. I, I promise you won't regret it. And until next week, when we wrap it all up, this is us at the Bridge of Transmissions signing off. Thank you.